Our opinions aren't too tough, rough, or gruff. We are proof that you don't have to be an expert to have an opinion. So just... Shut up and sit down. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. Plus... Alex. Ooh, I like that. That that like that. That was nice. That hit that hit right. It did. Yeah, I felt good. All right. Maybe that's we'll work through this this maybe a rebranding process. Who knows? Yeah. Uh as an introduction, with this first time listeners, I am Muff, the original degenerate, the degenerate of degenerates, and the person who tries to talk a bunch on the show. I'm Jim. The Ohio uh, Homer. Alex. Sorry, I thought there was more. I thought that yeah. I had more to go. I'm out. Yeah. Cool degenerate. I've been on call all weekend, so I'm all sleepy. Fair enough. Saving Happy Independence Day to Alex. Saving the world one nearly severed limb at a time. So, I, I, yeah, Jim, I was looking for a little bit more. Not looking, I was anticipating a little bit more in your introduction. I was I was hoping that maybe you were inspired. Um, was it by, by George Shea, the guy who announces the hot dog eating contest? No, no. Maybe gain some inspiration from what he does. So the hot dog eating contest, I can do, but like it's like I'm in it and I'll watch it and it's over and I don't talk about it. Like as far as like I can talk about Joey Chestnut and what happened, but I don't think about it. Like it's I block it from my memory. Because it's pretty gross and I can't do hot dogs. I'm assuming Alex did not get a chance to watch this. No, I watched the the only part of it I watched is another part that we will highlight on. Okay, we're going to talk about. Okay. Uh, it was a pretty interesting week in sports. Uh, Kevin Durant. Eventful. was. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Both, yeah. both above the fold on the front page again. Uh, mm-hmm. The Big mm-hmm. Ten and Kevin Warren made some moves. Are we gonna give it? Is Kevin getting credit for this? We'll talk yeah, about it in a minute, but like, hmm. Yeah, hmm. I mean, gotta take it the good and the bad, buddy. I don't know. And then, anyway. Joey, and then Joey Chestnut also making uh making his claim to potentially be the the story of the week and the hero that we all deserve on Independence Day. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So uh, we'll, we'll chat about the, the Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest uh, briefly before we get into uh, some more traditional sports talk. Uh, Joey, Jaws Chestnut was the winner again. What was it? 61, 61 dogs? Oh, uh, yeah, I think it was there. It was it was a lot. Yeah, which was shy of his record. Uh, I think his I think to beat his record, he'd have to do 76. If I remember correctly, um, but. Not the story. Hot dogs in a year. <laughs> yeah, I, I had. I, mean, I, I, I had two. Once well on a special occasion. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to eat that many. I think I had two uh, this weekend, and this weekend is probably when I eat the most at any one time. <laughs> I, I eat hot dogs out of necessity. Like, oh, we're having hot dogs, and I'm at somebody's house. I'm like, yeah, exactly. You say, okay, fine. All right. I mean, I, I wrapped mine in bacon. And then put them on the grill. Now that now now that you say that, like if Muff 
if Muff brings forth the Moink dogs, I will. Yeah. yeah I will eat those. It's uh, it's pretty good. Put some bacon around it. Put it on the grill. Yeah. Toss, toss some relish or something on the top of them. It's it's a good time. Yeah, hey, I am mad about that. Uh, but Joey Chestnut did more than just eat a shit ton of hot dogs. Joey Chestnut also was part of thwarting a protester uh, who was front tried to be front and center on the telecast. I did not see this. Yeah, was, I was watching it live, and they they did well to cover it up. Mm-hmm. Jim was also watching. still win and take the time to choke slam someone. It, it it was impressive. Like first off, he had a hell of a lead. When the protester came up, protester kind of like just sh- shoulder chuck Joey, mm-hmm. who had a broken foot. Like, let's just put that out there. He was he was he was, he was he was playing Big Ben in, in football season, right? Yeah, he always has the walking boot on. He shoulder chucks him. Joey's full mouth full, turns and realizes who shoulder chucked him, and is like, "Oh, not today." And just grabs him by the, for those who, this is podcast land, grabs him by the throat, like wraps it, headlocks him, and just slings him away. It was epic. And keeps eating and still. And yeah, just keeps on gnawing down on them dogs. Didn't miss a beat. I mean, I'm sure he probably lost a couple dogs in yeah. the count because of That's this. That's what I'm saying. Would he have beat his record this year? No. Do you think that was five dogs worth of time? Well, he needed like 15 dogs. I thought you said his record was 76. He only ate like 61 yeah. this year. No, it was 61. No, they, were, they were saying that he was not on pace from the start. Like he was he was behind. Yeah. They, they've got this all mapped out, Alex. They know how many hot dogs oh, you no. got to eat a minute. Gotcha. <laughs> Gross. So what are, what are we going to say? Like 250 calories a hot dog and bun combo? There's a little bit more. Yeah, it's right about there, I think. So that's like, you know, about 15,000, 16,000 calories. How your body even handles that is beyond me. I don't know. He's, he's not a dunker either, right? Or is he a dunker? He does. He dunks it in water. The bun's in water, yeah. <laughs> is that what's most, like, is that the thing that you hate most is the texture? Yeah. That texture yeah. water bun situation? That's disgusting. I can't do it. If we were ever to have any type of food eating contest that we would sponsor and potentially participate, what would it be? Like, I'm big into the pie. If the show was going to sponsor this, you I would wanted... push for a pie wings. contest. Would you say, Alex? Chicken wings. Chicken wings. What about chicken nuggets? Yes. Did I don't you see know. Nugging contest part where they chugged that huge thing. The lemonade. Game? Badlands Booker. I would throw up. I can't chug anything. That's that, that's a bad man. And he's and he wrote like two songs that were released during the pre the pre telecast. <laughs> Him and George Shea, the the guy that does the announcing, did like a little a little hip hop rap song, and it was it, it was uh, an interesting combination of people in a, in a uh, in a recording. That's all I'm going to say. I I've seen a guy eat thirty two chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets, drunk. He went to the he went to McDonald's and said, "I want thirty two chicken nuggets." And it was. So did they give him like eight 
four counts. I watched him do the math. It was hilarious. It was <laughs> like a twenty, a ten, and two bonus nugs. I, I I was also drunk with this gentleman, so I can't tell you exactly the breakdown. But it was funny to watch them do the math. It was a good time. So how many hot, how many chicken nuggets do you think you could eat in? We'll just we'll not do ten minutes because I don't think any either any of us can sustain any type of this for ten minutes. Let's just say five minutes. How many chicken nuggets could we eat in five minutes? Oh, I could probably do that thirty-two in five minutes. Well, that's what I'm saying. Would it be more though if you knew that you were trying to? up the ante would what would be the number you think you'd be shooting for in five minutes i think i'd shoot for 64 in five minutes that's about 12 12 a minute jim yeah i think i could do that that's a nug every five seconds yeah i would choke (laughs) yeah what would be the strategy would how many nugs at a time two two at a time I don't think I could eat that many, period, in a sitting. Like, I think I would throw up. Oh, you'd be hurting. What would be your drink of choice? You'd have to do water. You can't get over full. Alex, water? Yeah, something like that. I I mean, I pretty much drink water. That's all I drink, so. Is there a rule about, like, throwing up? Yeah. You cannot reverse. It cannot be a reversal. But how long after? I I don't know what the time limit is. I don't. I, I'm guessing so it's. They hit that if he's just like. Well, I think if so. I think in Nathan's, whatever's in your mouth, whenever that ten minute the hot dogging contest, whatever's in your mouth at that ten minute mark, you have to get it down. And I don't know what the time length is after it all is swallowed as to a reversal. I don't know if it's like five minutes, ten minutes, or <laughs> I mean, that's a good point, though. If we, it's our contest, so it's our rules. I think you should have to be able to. Once the bell dings and it's over, you you got at least a, a good three minute window. You have to keep that stuff down. About five minutes, as long as it took you to eat it, as long as you have to keep it down. Sure, I, I'm okay with that. Um, five minutes. Jim says sixty four. Alex, you you're you're not into this. This is not your thing. I just, I know myself and like, I can't shotgun a beer, not because I can't handle like the alcohol. I like physically cannot take that much intake that quickly. Like if I chug a water, I can make myself nauseous. Like I gotta, (laughs) I think the whole concept of this, I cannot, I can't fathom eating something very fast like that on purpose. Okay. I'm going to, I would aim for 50 just because I think 10, 10 a minute is realistic for me. I think it's funny because before Jim said like 64 and you're mm-hmm. like, how many chicken nuggets could you eat in five minutes? I'm like, maybe 20. I, I could probably eat 20 nuggets in five <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, uh, I don't know, Jim. Maybe we'll we'll put this into, into being. Yeah, I do prep time if we're going to do that. Prep time? You seem pretty, pretty, uh, pretty confident in that 64 like number. Like well, you know what I mean? Practice. Like, I can't do it at like hey, you've had breakfast and lunch. Now let's do this contest. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's not just going to show up at your door with <laughs> hey, 60 let's do chicken this. nuggets. Yeah. Alex, if we go visit Jim this summer or during football yeah. season, this will be happening and you will be filming. Agreed. Yeah. And we're going to get it out there. Um, 
for everybody still that, in the intro. <laughs> for everybody that was wondering, this episode is very much chicken related now. This is chicken related. It's an ongoing theme. Um, happy Bobby Bonilla Day last week. As Bobby Bonilla collected, as he always does on July 1, uh, for his $1.19 million check from the Mets. Uh, Bonilla is right now 59 years old and is going to continue continue to collect this until 2035. That's insane. Like, I say that every year. Happy retirement. Right. The Mets official that negotiated this contract has got to just be kicking himself. Yeah, because it wasn't like Bonilla helped them win a World Series. Like, if there was an investment, they're like, oh, during his time there, they went two or three World Series and blah, blah, blah. Then you might be able to justify, like, okay, he helped the franchise. But they, he didn't. Insane. Yeah. Uh, Be sure to follow us at Sports Jim Muff on Instagram and Twitter. Sports Stuff W forward slash Jim Ambersand Muff on Facebook, on YouTube. Subscribe, comment, rate, review. Like, retweet. Hit the bell. Smack that all on the floor. Um, and this takes us into Jim. The off season was that the last one? I think so. Uh, I think we'll still be talking about the off season, it just may not be very much. Yeah, because now we do the breakdowns, right? It's going to be part of the off season, right? Sort yeah, but. We'll see. 64 days to NFL football. Mm-hmm. How many that days to college football? So good. I don't know how many days. I think it's like it's a, a little it's like, less. I was literally yeah. you had one job, Jim. Well, my I'm I've just moved. My things are all discombobulated. Get off me. Hey, hey, hey. We just moved. That's true. Big shout out to Muff for helping <laughs> me move. Big big shout out. You guys have no idea the amount of appreciation Muff. It was a fun time. My family has for you and I. It was a fun time. Snaps, I enjoyed it. Snaps from off. Snaps, snaps from off. Snaps. There you go. Bring out the snaps, Alex. Um, this week, the offseason is going to have not only the tune of NFL football, but we're also going to talk about some of the college game. Yeah. Some big things happened. Well, a big thing happened, which is going to lead to more big things in the future, I believe. In the NFL, as Jim said, next week, uh, we're going to start our breakdown. And our guesses, best guesses for each NFL division, the winners, the losers, the win-loss records. And we will start next week on July 11th episode with the NFC West division. I'm ready. I'm, I'm excited. I have, a notebook. I have a little notebook I've gotten just for football season. You've already started? I mean, I haven't started yet, but I got the little notebook. I was going to say, man, you already make me feel... Like way behind. No, I just have the notebook ready. Okay. Is this also going to be like your your betting notebook too? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I Ooh. think this is going to carry me through football season. All right. We're gonna, we'll auction that later. Yes. That's it. That's it. Uh, In the NFL, Terry McLaurin signs a three year extension worth up to seventy million dollars. With we are the Commanders. Oh, Jim, Scary Terry. Scary Terry doing good things? Is this a good move for Scary Terry? I think it's a good move for him. I can't argue that point. Is after this deal, is he still going to be worth this much money at the end of this deal? Or this is my this is my concern for Terry McLaurin in this situation. Carson Wentz is throwing him the ball. 
that's I was just thinking the same thing as Muff. I was going to say, is he going to be worth this? Not because of who he is as a player, but because of the people surrounding him to prop him up. Uh, I guess this is a wait and see. He may For, be the only salvation the commanders like, have. That's another good point. Is he the only saving grace? He gets dumped so much that he is. Yeah, he might be the only one that gets the ball. He is the saving grace. Don't they have somebody on the defensive side of the ball that you think is the best thing since sliced bread? And No, that's not true. That's not true. I do not think he's the only the best thing since sliced bread. I think he is good. Hmm. Talking about, what's his name, Jim? Mr. Young? Mr. Young, Mr. Chase Young. I think he's good. But whatever happened to him last season, (laughs) woof. So if Terry McClure isn't the best thing since sliced bread, is he like the best thing since Uncrustables? I, Terry McLaurin's <laughs> good, man. I he's not he's not yeah, the I, greatest. You really I you really trying to catch me in this. He's a solid receiver. He is. I know he's he's a very good receiver. He's a top he's top ten receiver in my mind. I don't know yeah. where he falls in that top ten, but he's top ten. He's he's pretty reliable too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like he's pretty steady. Which I kind of like about him. I'd rather have someone steady like him, I think, than someone who has like two big games all season and then the rest of the time kind of a flop. Yeah. Uh, also, this past week, uh, some more news about suspensions. Alvin Kamara is expected to be suspended at least six games. Uh, as people may recall, he got into a fight in Vegas during Pro Bowl week. Pro Bowl week uh, is actually what the day before the game, if I remember right. Yeah. I'm scared as hell to fight him. Yeah, I, I said that then, but he scares me. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's his face. I just he makes me nervous whenever he takes his helmet off and looks at looks. And he's not appealing that either. He's he's going to take the six. He's going to take it. Uh, so Kamara, you got at least six. We're still waiting on the Deshaun Watson uh, decision to come down. Although the reports have been that it will be indefinite of at least a year. And let's not forget the Calvin Ridley. Oh, hold is... on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, go ahead. Indefinite for at least a year, like an indefinite period of time that will be at least a year long. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. And a, I, a year, a, a year at the a year at the shortest, the longest is not have a cap. Is how right. I look at that. Yeah. So, like, you okay. were grounded, and you were grounded for at least, you were grounded indefinitely for at least three days means that before three days there's no chance you're getting ungrounded after three days i'm not really sure how i feel yet how many more days will be added on okay but let's take a look at the deshaun watson like not necessarily what he's done i think that's been well documented oh you you well documented it last week for us (laughs) let's talk about like the guy as a player who sat out for a year may get another year suspension he comes back in 2023, 24. Can he? Yeah. Can he? Is he worth it? Is he? So what has been said, and I guess this is the way the contract reads, is if he's suspended, we'll just say a year. Just use uh-huh. the year as the. No, 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 no. You're taking this the wrong route. I'm not saying can he logistically. I'm saying physically, if you've sat out of a game that long, this is the same argument they made about. um Calm Kaepernick. Kaepernick, thank you. Can he? Yes. I think he's still young enough. At least he's at the Browns. That, that all adds up. If it's Browns, flush it downs. 
You know what I mean? That, that's it. Like, I just don't see it as a feasible thing. If he gets the indefinite year, mm-hmm. I think it's a death sentence for his yeah. career. Yeah, he gets the part. He gets the party. The party sentence of six to question mark. Yeah, one to question mark in this case. Um, and let's not forget, not amidst all of his mess, but Calvin Ridley's still one year suspended for his gambling situation. Yeah, yeah. Let's mix all of that in, and let's just. Pause this at the wall for a second and say Calvin Ridley has a year. Alvin Kamara was charged with a crime. But Deshaun Watson has at least 24 civil suits against him. And Alvin Kamara is the only one of these that is in stone right now. So I think that Calvin Ridley a year and Alvin Kamara six months is reasonable. I think that where I get off, get mad, is that Deshaun Watson could have the same as Calvin Ridley. Potentially less. I'm going to push back a second. Why do you think Ridley a year and Kamara six months is legit? Because I think that the reason that Ridley is a year is because he tampered with something within the league. So he gambled on his own team. I'm not saying that it did change anything or that he tried to change anything, but that potential is there. I mean, you look at like the old like gambling scandals from days of old that have like gotten them kicked out of leagues, barred from the Hall of Fame, et cetera. And then Alvin Kamara got a fight. I mean, I think one had to do with on the field, one had to do with off the field. And I think when you do stuff on the field that tampers with the league, potentially you're going to get a higher punishment. That being said, you know where I stand. And I think that none of, I think if I would say it should be like six months, eight months forever. Okay. That sentence there. I go with that. I'm just saying out of the two, I'm like, okay, I'm not horrifically mad about the, the fact that Alvin Kamara is less than Calvin Ridley, as long as. Oh, get him. Uh oh. Screenshot him. Alex. Oh, no. I'm the frozen one now. I was the frozen one, wasn't I? You were. Now you know I what it feels it like. I know. <laughs> I made it this long. I thought you guys were just really like in deep ponderance about what I said. No. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure all right well that makes sense yeah so yeah so uh we'll see Alvin Kamara like we said gonna gonna take this one on the chin and Calvin Ridley is doesn't have a choice he's taking it on the chin too uh we'll see where the Sean Watson ends up I'm gonna guess this is gonna get resolved in the next week or two I'm hoping this week just for I don't know just for clarity yeah is that 64 days from that's 64 days from the preseason? I think it's to the first Thursday game. It's 54 days for college football, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> two months, Alex. Two months. Ugh. God, I'm so excited. Life is moving so fast. <laughs> uh, speaking of life moving fast for the Pac-12, life catches up to you quick. Uh, the Big Ten shakeup is USC and UCLA are slated to join in 2024 at the latest, I believe, is the 
the words that were used, that will lead to 16 total teams that will be in the conference football schedule. Mm -hmm. Big news for the Big Ten. Big news for the Pac-12. Even bigger news for the pending renegotiation and the TV deal that the Big Ten will now have access to. Yeah. Well, yes and no. I think Fox and the Big Ten Network were already leaning towards, you know, a combination. Um, Fox had the Big 12 or the Big Ten and the Pac-12. They had that slate of games anyway. It'll be interesting. I think a bigger question is what happens to the Pac-12. Yeah, because you just see in UCLA, they were the ones that were propping up the Pac-12's TV contract and deal. They were the highest earners. Yes. So that's why, I yeah, the Pac-12 may be looking to collapse on itself after all of this goes down. I think the big question is where's Oregon go? What do they do? Like, if they come in, there's a lot of question marks here. I, I don't know how you want to attack this because we have it in quick thoughts as well. So I'm going to, like, let you go before I start doing my thing. Well, uh, one thing that's definitely going to have to happen is travel budgets. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about this. And where this goes to, not only for traveling for football – Let's think about all those other sports. Let's yeah. Think about basketball, where you may be playing a game. I mean, I'm sure the schedules will uh, accommodate appropriately this. You could be playing a game on Tuesday or Thursday and play another game on Saturday. And let's say you're Rutgers traveling from the East Coast to the West Coast, and then you have to travel back. Yeah, that was, that was my very first thought was, how in the hell does that – is that going to work? Like, and I've poked fun at the West Virginia to Texas thing forever. But, like, this is ridiculous. How does a Rutgers go to, Alex, what in the hell are you doing? Making an angry face because I thought you were about to talk to West Virginia. <laughs> How does Rutgers go to UCLA? Like, I, I this is going to be insane. The money there is just going to be a lot. Especially right now, plane tickets. Yeah. And they don't have anyone to work to fly the planes. Well, I, Sorry, I'm yeah. a little salty for my last travels. <laughs> it's it's going to be rough. I don't think they're going to have problems uh, with this. There's going to be a Rose Bowl feel every kind of week now. You know, Big Ten and these schools. That's how I think about it. I think that, that adds a, an extra bit of flair um to the big 10 matchups moving forward yeah i agree um do we think that lincoln lincoln riley knew this was going down whenever he said yes i so that's there's two trains of thought there a lot of people say well half the people say no Mm -hmm. and now he's like oh damn now I, i got out of the the tough world and now I'm back in it. And then there's the, yeah, he did know because that's why he went there. Cause now he's going to have a, his shot at the big 10 and he's got a powerhouse school to do it. 
I don't know. I think that's I'm I'm right in the middle. I think it's 50-50. Alex, thoughts? I think that this is too big of an announcement not to have rumbled in certain circles. But I don't think that anything was set in stone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we think this is going to lead to divisionless Big Ten football? All said and done. I think you have to have division. I think the more people you have, the more important it is to have division. Yeah, I agree. And I here's this is where I was leaning to. This is what I think. I think you may Notre Dame has to figure out what they're doing. I think there is a possibility, and I could be a hundred percent wrong. There's a possibility Notre Dame could join the Big Ten, and a possibility that Oregon could join the Big Ten. And then that that divisions start making more sense. I think you're going to start seeing the super conferences a lot faster than we thought. Yeah. This is games. Good. What was that? So that's the only thing that scares me is I'm going to miss out of conference games if it gets too. Close. Well, if they get if they go to 18, right? That's nine nine teams in conference. What's eight? If they go to if they go to eight eighteen teams. Right. That's eight in eight, that's eight, in division eight, eight in division games. Right. You can do eight in division games, two out of division conference games, and two out of conference games. That's reasonable. Yeah. I think they pick up if they can get Notre Dame and Oregon, the Big Ten sitting real pretty. I think that's why you'd have to have divisions. And I, I agree. They have you to keep divisions. Free for all, because it's not fair to say one team plays maybe the whole bottom of the barrel of the Big Ten, and the other team plays all of the top of the barrel of the Big Ten. Yep. And then you're at the end, you're sitting there with two Big Ten records that are not really comparable. Yep. I think you have and, to take into consideration which Big Ten, which division. And I think Notre Dame, the addition of Notre Dame, will help balance out the other side of a division. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Can't disagree. How much success will these teams experience in their first years in the Big Ten? It depends on what sport. I'm talking about football. This is the offseason, Jim. This is football. USC, I think they're gonna be I think they're gonna be a threat. UCLA, I think we'll this, see. Would, this would redo the UC USC Notre Dame type rivalry. Yeah. Yeah, very easily. All right, any other football news you all saw this week you want to chat about? Uh, no, I mean, that was pretty major. I'm just, yeah, that was major. And I'm just still thinking about how little the numbers are getting until we have football again. Yeah. So, this is another edition of the offseason. This is Mount Massive. So today's Mount Massive, number one, because uh, I'm tired from the move. I didn't put a lot of thought into it. And number two, because I got into an argument with a coworker over tailgating at a game and the basic utility of it. I have decided we're going to list the top five. Um, these are fully opinionated based. I will go first. This is my preference. I did order these. I will start from five and go up. And I will start, I'll rip the Band-Aid right off. 
Five, I'm okay with watching a tail watching game at a tailgate under the ideal conditions. I want the perfect seat. I want the perfect weather. I want to be watching the perfect game. So like Ohio State against, I don't want to see a big time game. I want to be around friends and drinking. So if it's Ohio State against Bowling Green, okay, I'll go to tailgate for that. I don't want anything on the line. I just want to enjoy the weather and the tailgating atmosphere. That's my tailgating scenario. Don't take me to Michigan and Ohio State and tell me to tailgate. You can go screw yourself. I'm not going to do that. Too much pressure. Number four, Las Vegas in a nice, sweet situation where I have money downstairs on the line. I can go down and collect afterwards. Uh, Number three, at a dive bar surrounded by a few friends, five or six, and my wife. I've done that. It was fantastic. Number two, at home in my chair with a big bowl of chili. And number one, at at the Ohio State Stadium, 411 Woody Hayes Drive, Columbus, Ohio, 43210. Is it the the Ohio Stadium? It is in my mind. Is it? It's not. No, it's Ohio Stadium. I mean, I know it's the same thing, but that's how I think of it. Yeah. So I'm going to go to Alex since Muff is a jerk. Okay. I think I'm I think I'm actually kind of ordered to Okay. Week. So 5 would be like in a casino on the big TV wall. You know how they have like those individual chairs with the little tray where you can like take notes and like all the games are on. Mhm. <laughs> Muff knows what I'm talking about though. Yeah, I do. You can bring your notebook. Yep. <laughs> Number 4, my favorite bar with a couple of close friends and a bush light. I would include you too. Not a crowded bar. No. And there's too much and people want to come talk to you about things not football. I would go. Yes. They're focused on that want to watch the game. Right. Number three, on my couch with Red Zone on one TV, the Steelers on another, and a lot of snacks. All my favorite snacks. Number two, okay. Mount, Mountaineer Field, Milan Puskar Stadium. And number one, Heinz Field, winter game, fourth quarter, close game, and Renegade starts playing. Okay. That's... It's renegade. That's a uh, that's a thing. It is a thing. It's a thing. Jim, you know about renegade? I do not. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life through the long. Is that a thing? Like, do do, do you oh. injuries get amped for that? Yeah, that's like the thing. Yeah, that that right. stadium goes wild when the renegade towels start flying. Yeah. Wild. Okay. Like players talk about like that atmosphere when Renegade comes on, kind of a thing. Like former players, uh, so All right. it's a thing. Um, my list, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say one is where it should be, and the other four are just kind of there. Um, so the other four are Heinz Field, just watching a game. So I've seen Steelers games, I have seen Pitt games. Um, eat shit. Sorry, it just happened. That's fair. I, I understand. Um, <clears throat> I think I've seen high school games there as well. I think I've seen at least one high school game there. So just being at Hyde's Field, I think, is just cool. Um, doesn't matter. I've been there in August. 
in September. I've been there in November. So uh, it's just a cool atmosphere. Uh, outside deck TV with some beers and some friends. So like my brother has this very large deck mm-hmm. on the backside of his house and he has a TV with cable. So that's nice. That's I, pretty, I can't disagree cool. with that. That's a good that's, one. That's a pretty cool. And not, you know, not a lot of people have like the outside, the deck with a TV and everything to make it happen. Yeah. Um, this is an odd one, I think, but I've done it and it works being at a bowling alley, like hmm. in bowling while wow, there's TV. So it's got like that casino yeah. type atmosphere. Yeah. Like Alex, I've been to like Kegler's. Yes. Okay. Yes. You know, Yes. Been to Kegler's and been bowling in the afternoon. And there's football on, and you, you don't have to, you don't have to be in speed speed bowling, right? You can just, yeah, we're sure. just sitting here bowling and having some drinks, and there's football on too. So it's just, it's kind of keeps everything going for you. When you say something like Kegler's, like I, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, to a, a sports bar again, a small group of friends, you know, sitting at a high top, um, yeah, you know, like Buffalo Wild Wings kind of style. Uh, something like that, getting some getting some apps, doing the things. Uh, underrated Applebee's. Applebee's is underrated. It's not a sports bar, but underrated. Uh, oh, but I, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that one. They underrated as far as like the atmosphere. And half sure. price apps. And half price apps, right? And they usually have drink specials too. Exactly. Yeah. So Applebee's is an underrated. It's not again not a sports bar, but a bar situation where you can go with a small group of people, and you can probably take over the bar area. Um, and number one, Beaver Stadium in University Park, Pennsylvania, at the Pennsylvania State University, which is actually on the stadium. Jim, it says the Pennsylvania State University. Okay, I gotcha. They didn't gotcha. have to trademark it; they just did it. Yeah, they etched it in stone and said, yeah. "Come at us." I tell you what, I watched, <laughs> I watched the Ohio State Oregon game in the semis when they first won. Like it was the first ever. Mm-hmm. I watched that at a dive bar in Blair, Ohio. Blair, Ohio. And it was probably one of my favorite memories of watching an Ohio State game outside of, you know, sitting at home with family. Yeah. Because it was like at every commercial break, you would go outside and you would, um, you know, smoke a cigarette and, and you know, cool off with your friends. You'd go inside, you'd order around, you'd get through another series, and you'd be sweating bullets. You know what I mean? It would be, yeah. and you it would be like a ritual. And like the bar would empty out, come out, everybody'd be smoking. You'd go back in, and the stress, you'd have the whole bar erupt over a bad call. There's something yeah. to be said for the dive bar, and I think all of us have that on our list, and, and that's impressive. The Renegade thing at Heinz Field, you guys make that very cool, I would say. You know, the Hang on Sloopy at Ohio State. Muff, you've mm-hmm. been there. You've seen, you've seen the OHIO. Um, Muff's whiteout. The whiteout. Yes, I, I. That's my buck. That's a bucket list for me. I will say that that is a thing that's on my bucket list. I'm not. I am a Ohio homer through and through. But of all the places I want to go see an Ohio State game, Beaver Stadium is definitely on the list. I will dress in the full Ohio State gear, but. I do want to go there. So these are all great places. The bowling alley thing I've not done. I want to do. It's an atmosphere. It's an atmosphere yeah. thing, right? Like, yes. 
again, it's you're just going in like, oh, bowling has to be something we're doing while we're drinking and while we're watching football. I couldn't do it for an Ohio State game. Like I maybe the yeah. Super Bowl, maybe like an Ohio State game I couldn't do. I couldn't focus enough. But like any other rinky-dink game, I probably could do that and chill. And Like a, a Thursday night NFL game, I could probably do that. But these are great. I like all, all these. I can't argue with any of these. The deck thing is cool, too. Yeah, that's that's a really cool experience if you know somebody that has – I mean, I've seen people that even will, like, find a way to just put a TV out on their deck, right? You just run, and if, you know, if you're, yeah. if you're using an internet-based cable subscriber, then just boop. Yeah. How about it? That's always fun, too. Yeah. Like we watch some games. My, my dad has, like, one of the, like, a TV out by his pool. Mm-hmm. It's not a huge TV, but it's just, like, the outdoor environment kind of is yeah. it's fun. It's like the tailgate, but yeah, but you're you don't tailgate. have to share the tailgate with other people that are around you. It's your tailgate. Exactly. Yes. So it's personal. It's like a personal pan pizza. Yeah. Like everybody likes the big pizza, but sometimes you just want your own little pizza. Right. And that's what I think the deck TV atmosphere gives you. It's a person. It's a personal pan pizza of football viewing. So that's Mount Massive. This is Quick Thoughts. That was much better than last week. Yeah. Mainly because we actually did it. How we're supposed to. Oh, show. You two rehearsed before we started the segment. (laughs) Welcome back, everybody, to this week's edition of Quick Thoughts, starting in college football. Touching on a topic you heard about earlier, but we'll throw back in the ring. Big Ten is adding USC and UCLA to the conference starting in 2024. What's the biggest takeaway from this move, and what additional balls does this put into motion? Jim. I think, in my opinion, I think this is just a push for the bigger super conference, like I said. And I think this pushed pressure on Notre Dame to figure out, like, you got to shit or get off the pot. Like, you can't be independent anymore. That's what I. All right. That's what Jim thinks. Well, yeah, I'm here. Are we asking me now? Oh, yeah. I was passing the ball to you. Okay. Bounce pass. Um, Hey, thanks. Uh, So (laughs) this is great, great podcasting. Uh, So, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree that this is definitely putting the super conference or super conference is at this point, maybe putting it into two, two major super conferences uh, definitely does put pressure on Notre Dame. I don't think it puts pressure on them that quickly. I think there's always been this pressure. So I don't think it's anything new. Uh, I think this is as far as the big tens concerns, such a power play and a money move um, that's going to just, solidify the big 10 and the sec is the cash cows for the ends not for the ncaa i mean they're cash cows for themselves at this point uh, mm-hmm. but the ncaa is going to have to really come to the reckoning very i think that's who puts the most pressure on is the ncaa is to figure out okay if they're moving in this direction what can we do to try and save them mm-hmm. so you know kind of you know right the pga tour which we'll get into a little bit later too they're like oh when live golf happens, it's like, oh, we found $80 million to give you more prize money and do these different things that, you know, just 
magically appeared after one week after lift golf happened it was magic um so yeah i think ncaa is who is going to be feeling the most pressure at this point forward game rebuttal no i agree with all that all right then we're out of that world into the basketball world basketball jones this league I got a basketball jones got a basketball jones baby Are we, are we done? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Kyrie Irving and the Nets seem to be at an impasse as there are no current teams interested in a sign or trade deal to acquire Irving. KD comes out and says he wants out of Brooklyn and has named the teams he'd like to join. How do you feel about the situation and KD calling the shots? Muff? Yeah, there's a lot here um Kyrie <laughs> I mean once you put Kyrie and KD and say they're both like separately dealing with their own things uh them by themselves is like you know, its own dramatic series uh but them together especially with this is hilarious because Kyrie's like uh oh, maybe I don't maybe I want to go but no I'm, I'm, maybe I want to stay which is really I want to stay because nobody's going to be able to take on my contract and is going to make this work it's like oh, I'll stay and then Katie's like up oh, deuces I'm gonna try to get out of here which seems to be KD's like MO right he he comes to a team does what he thinks he can do and then leaves um which is I think starting to become something that <clears throat> I think a lot of the traditional sportscasters and broadcasters and talk shows are faulting him for at this point is he's just picking up and leaving you know doing whatever and he's trying to join teams that are already established um, which i think is the biggest difference between like lebron james leaving and going places in there so like lebron james came back to cleveland with a whole bunch of well he had kyrie i guess uh but lebron james aside from you know when he went down to miami uh really was not joining teams that were instant NBA championship finalist odds on favorites, I don't think. Maybe LA a little bit, but um I yeah, I I'm not a fan of KD moving around like this. Um, especially when he still has I think time left on his contract. That's what I don't like about this. Jim. Uh, who who was his list of teams just out of Phoenix? Uh, Phoenix was like the top. After that, I forget. I think Miami was may have been on the list. It's like Phoenix, Miami, and then I think there were two other teams. I think he called out specifically. Does he not like the weather in New York? Like maybe, just, maybe he just doesn't like Kyrie. I just don't understand. And I guess that like we love the NBA because the players have more control. And so we like, that's okay. I just don't understand Katie's mentality and he's good at basketball. He's, he is who he is. And I, I can understand Kyrie sometimes because he's eclectic and he is who he is, but Katie, I, he always just comes off as like a diva to me. Yeah, and I don't know, saying these are the teams I'll play for, just be thankful you're in the freaking NBA and someone wants you to play for them. 
I just I can't get my head around it. And I don't I don't like him. I just don't like the guy. I just I I don't. And I try, I try to be like, oh yeah, you know, he's calling it shot. No, can't do it. Sorry. All right. Alex, where's Katie on your like likable likability range? I don't know. He's honestly in that danger zone of like indifferent. Mm. You know oh, I mean? oh, indifferent. I, just I don't. I don't like or hate. Don't just yes. don't do exactly. Yikes. Keeping in the NBA world and with Kyrie Irving, Kyrie and Stephen A. So more or less, Stephen A. called attention to the fact that Kyrie hasn't been showing up to earn his money and that he's hiding behind his public support and not addressing the issue head on. Stephen A. challenged Irving to a sit down to debate and argue it out. Is this for likes or retweets or is this a real beef? Jim. I don't think Kyrie does anything for likes or retweets. I think Stephen A. does. So him challenging to sit down, yeah, that's that's for likes and retweets and press and ratings. Stephen A is a is a hype junkie. Kyrie doesn't know anybody anything. So to hell with Stephen A. Now, if Kyrie gets on and says yes, then Kyrie is his own hype machine and buying into the to the big wheel, and that would make me hate Kyrie. Like then he would be on the same path as KD. Now, if Kyrie says, go screw yourself, Stephen A, I'm I'm still on the, the Kyrie hype train. I'm still a fan. Uh yes, I de- I agree that you know Kyrie's probably he's not he's not chasing the the uh the court of public opinion here. Stephen A is to get the ratings to get the views to get everything else that goes with it um Stephen a is really just and he's been i think he's been on this for a while it's pretty much like Kyrie, you you don't show up to work this is a problem like what's what's going to happen from now on i don't understand like what are you going to do next year you're going to find another reason why you can't play um or you shouldn't be playing and you know this is not putting any um <clears throat> any brevity or any lightheartedness or any like anything towards like the whole COVID situation. Like that was Kyrie's decision. He did what he did. He took the consequences that went with it. I mean, it was like hundreds of thousands of dollars that he was fined for, you know, not, not participating and playing in those games. So, I mean, he, he took it for what it was. Um, <clears throat> but I, if Kyrie, I, if Kyrie does buy into this and does, pull a publicity stunt and, you know, engages with Stephen A more so than just like some random, uh, replies or whatever he's going to do. Yeah. I would lose a little respect for Kyrie and his, like, as Jim said, his eclectic personality is an individualism. <clears throat> Fair enough. Keeping with basketball, but moving to the woman's side, Brittany Griner's trial in Russia has started. She is openly sharing that she is scared slash terrified of what may happen. But is the WNBA, NBA, professional sports doing enough to exercise influence over? Alex, I believe it's me. I'm going to start talking while you're frozen. Uh, so we, we've talked about this, and now that the trial has started, um, 
definitely it's definitely interesting and telling of the situation that Brittany Griner is in that she's saying she's scared, terrified uh, as to what may happen and of the situation itself. Um, I have been, I think, pretty consistent saying that I don't know what type of influence can be exercised by professional sports, the NBA specifically, um, or any professional sports. I mean, the NFL, right, has some influence. And I don't think that Roger Goodell is going to get into a room with um, – What's his name? NBA commissioner. Somebody tell me. Nobody. Oh, Adam Silver. Silver? Adam Silver, yeah. I don't think they're going to get in the room and be like, hey, how can we do that? How can we help each other here? Um, so I, I think I, I'm hopeful that this will all resolve itself in a in a way that helps Britain to get out of Russia at this point. So whatever this trial ends up being, let's just get her out. If after the trial is over, we have to start exercising influence um, in more ways than just, uh, you know, the government, if the, the leagues start to put pressure, you know, on the commissioners, on the government to do something more uh, for one of their own, then so be it. Yeah. I don't. Okay. So you can put as much pressure as you want. And I think that the leagues have all done a great job of putting said pressure on the necessary people that you can try to put end of the day and we will try to avoid politics on this show at the end of the day there is a war going on like between a madman and a whole other country gas prices are through the roof things are happening in this world that are beyond the control of a lot of people. Like, so like, I don't know what else can be done, but until we stop Putin from doing what he's doing, there's not a lot we can do. So, and I want her home just like everybody else does. I'm not negating that, but like, we need to put in a little bit of context here and I feel bad that she got caught up with a vape pen in Russia. And I'm, I feel bad that she has to go play the sport that she's most talented at in Russia to make money because this country doesn't pay her well to play her sport. I'm, I feel bad that she got caught up in Russia and then a war broke out. But a war broke out. And we can't stop that right now. Do I think that our governors and senators and presidents should be doing something to get a u.s citizen home yes still a war i don't know what to do what if roger real quick what if roger goodell while he was in that senate committee or whatever that was sitting in front of those people was like hey why are we sitting here talking to me about all this what are you going to do for britney griner like what would have that how would have that have played if he would have done something as i totally out of character for him to do something like that but like, what would have been the response if he didn't look at Jim Jordan and said that? Yeah, I would have donated some form of money to, <laughs> to hand to God. Would have put money to Roger Goodell. That would have been an epic response, mm -hmm. and probably have gotten him a lot of clout with a lot of people. Yeah, like he could have. But instead, we're going to put Dan Snyder's name card on a chair that he's not there for. Yes. And golf. <laughs>
All right, moving into the golf world. Interesting information is out of live, the Live Golf world as it comes out that Carl Charles Swartzel, who won the inaugural event, has his winnings went against his guarantee. If this is how it is for all the players that get the guaranteed funds, is this still worth it? Jim. I don't... Come again? Explain this to me. I got $100 million guaranteed. Uh-huh. I, won, I won this first event, say the the prize money I got was $10 million. Mm-hmm. That $10 million went against my $100 million. I don't get $100 million plus $10 million. I still get my $100 million. That $10 million goes against that guarantee. What if after so long, your winnings surpass $100 million? Then you... Then you start to lose. You start gaining more money. Like you're not going to get any extra money until you've won at least under my. Where was my 10 million more than I would have won on a PGA tour? Yeah, yeah, their their prize their prize money is higher right now. Still worth it. Plus, you, I mean, you're going to still win worth it. Pride. I know. I'm agreeing with you actually because you win for the pride of winning. Plus, you're gonna be guaranteed that money. So even if you lose, you're not losing any money really in the situation. You're only yeah. gaining, and then you just gain like notoriety if you win. And you're putting pressure on the league. Muff. So my question now is: I'm curious of what all of these contracts look like with this. Say that we use the hundred million dollar number again um did they really get that money up front or they have to earn it through winnings and let's just say for example i'm charles sorcel and i a hundred million dollar sign-on bonus with live and i play there for three years four years five years and i never win enough money in the tournaments to get to that hundred million am i still going to get taken care of on whatever's remaining so say i win like 30 million do i still get my 70 or is this some some shady dealings going on behind the scenes where it's like well you'll get 100 million but you have to earn it and then you can earn more money like that's what i don't know and i'm interested to see how this all goes because let's just say two years from now live golf folds and it comes out that like dustin johnson and phil mixon who got those huge um guaranteed monies it comes out it's like well it's guaranteed but we folded so you don't get this money and they got like 15 or 20 million out of the whole deal. I would just be curious how this all plays out in the end. I'm just, that's what I really want to know. I see your point. Yeah. I still think, I still think it's worth it. They're still getting paid more now. Like in the long run. If, if the long run happens, I I won't disagree. That's just, that's just how I feel. I don't know. Call me crazy. Going on the golf. Let's move to the pucks. The NHL Colorado wins the Stanley Cup. Before they even make it out of the arena, it gets a dent. When a player takes a tumble skating into a team picture, what's one thing you would do with the Stanley Cup if you had it for a day? Jim. If I had the Stanley Cup for a day, what would I do with it? I well, First off, I would drink from it. Yeah. I mean, that's a given. Yeah. And then I would probably... I would probably take it in the most obscure places. Like I would probably take it to like a cow field. Take a picture with me and a cow. 
and the Stanley Cup. Like, I would take pictures with the most weirdest shit. So I can say I had the Stanley Cup in that weird spot. There. Well. Uh, yeah, I would, uh, I would be taking it out on the golf course. And I'd be drinking from it during the entire round with a group. It would be sitting next to me in my golf cart um, as I drove around the course. And from there, I, yeah, I would be doing something different. Like, again, assuming that there's some level of protection, you know, for the cup. Because uh, they do have like the specific people that are around it, and make sure nothing really, really stupid happens whenever they go when the players get it right. So every every player um, on the team, and I think uh, I think like the coaches and everybody get it too for a day. Like they have Stanley Cup handlers, people that travel with the cup to get it. To these... That's not true. They don't have bodyguards with the cup. Jim, they sure do. <laughs> Pat McAfee had them on his show. And they talked about yeah. how they travel with it. There's like a handful of people that are the cup handlers. So do I get it? How long do I get it if I'm a player? A day. That's why. Like a full 24 hours? You get it for a day. So are they with me while I sleep? I would sleep with it. I'm saying they're not probably with you while you're in the room sleeping if you sleep with it. But if you're going out and about, they probably follow like a it. Car on the side of the street, like staking it out. That's a bit much. Take it to like the movie theater and like a romantic dinner, like on a date. <laughs> like I would like sit with my arm around it in the movie and then go to like a candlelit dinner with across from me. If I put it in like a shopping cart and I just like just like walked around the city, like city of Pittsburgh with it in a shopping cart, I just like push it around. You could take put, it to Lowe's. I would put like animals in the top of it, like if someone had a puppy. I'd be like, hey, let me put your puppy in the cup. I'll take it to the Pawn Star shop just to see what they tell me. How much is worth? Yeah, this is fake. This is not real. People don't think it's real. They bring in an expert. (laughs) They bring in an expert to look at the cup, and I'm just like, "Yo, how much is these guys?" (laughs) If this is real, the expert's literally just the Stanley Cup handlers that we have out front. Right. (laughs) Oh man. All right, and one last topic in Jim's favorite world. Yeah. Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell are in talks to have a box becoming a new thing. Jim, I know it's her turn, but... Because people will watch. That's why it's a new thing. And two, can you imagine this fight? Like, I got Bell 100% because Adrian Peterson's kind of fragile. But Adrian Peterson might have more gas in the tank. Really? See, Why do you say Adrian now. Peterson's fragile? Where does that come from? He's get, he's older and he gets well, that's broken. What I'm he's less gas in the tank. Yeah, but he's more like. Have you seen him compared to Le'Veon Bell? Like, think about the mobility. Well, yeah, Le'Veon Bell's a little thicker. I think Peterson's got more gas in the tank than Bell. Le'Veon Bell has that patience, though the patience and the explosiveness. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying he's not explosive. It'd be a good fight. See, now we're talking about it this way. I, that's why people watch. Well, what are your thoughts on the fight? I I saw this, and I, my immediate thought was, "This is stupid." No, um, why? I don't understand. What's Adrian Peterson? Did he is he like one of those former players that's broke now? Then we got to worry about it. Like, why is he looking for a payday? Why not? 
I have to go to the sport that, you know, results in even greater head injuries and CTE problems. Like, why does a retired NFL player want to go take more blows to the head with everything they know now? To get paid. I'm pretty sure he could sign on and play for, like, the CFL. Did you see that the Jake Paul uh, whatever brother is starting to fall through because they didn't apply the, the visa fell through for the other guy? Which which Diaz? No, not Diaz. Tony, not Tony. Oh, Fury. Oh, Fury's who's, brother. Who's Diaz trying to fight? Everyone. Well, I, I think there was a specific. I think it was one of those types of matches. Maybe it was one of the other Paul brothers. The other Paul brother. Maybe. I'd pay to. I'd pay to watch that. Give me a Diaz versus the Paul brother. God, I'd love that. That, that hype machine would be top notch. Oh, good grief! Top but like, notch. do you think that if Diaz lost, would you lose faith? Like, would you no longer respect Diaz? If Diaz either, lost, like, would you say he's washed up? Would you say he took a dive? If it looked like he took a dive, like, what would you do? I, I, is this a UFC fight or is this a boxing match? Like, that's the first question Gross. I have. Boxing match. It's boxing totally, match. it's totally different then. Diaz, I mean, they're they're mixed martial artists. Uh, I don't know, man. If I saw him like lose to a Paul brother, I'd probably give up. I'd be like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm done with him. Uh, so, Alex, your thoughts? When you've kind of wrapped I'm, him I'll in a little bit, I'll watch it if it's on for the entertainment. Yeah. Um, UFC fight on Saturday night. There was a no contest in one of the more highly anticipated pay-per-view fights because somebody got poked in the eye. Yeah, that's always a thing. It's some damn gloves, man. You got to gotta have the mobility. Mm-hmm. But the, the digits are always out. Well, there's some people that are saying that the the other fighter, I forget who it was, it was a sugar... Sugar Sean O'Malley versus somebody um, that the other fighter didn't even like take the full amount of time before he's like, nah, this isn't going to happen. Which I mean, I get it. If you get a good eye poke, like you probably know right away that this is not going to be good well, for I'm you. I'm going to get my ass beat even farther if I can't. Right. See. Right. So, I mean, I get that, but there's a lot called into question, especially since I guess there were uh, some odds boosts for that particular fight and obviously a no contest. I don't know how the sports books handle that. In, in the fight world? Uh, just be getting money back. To me, it's like a draw. Let me see. Dave Portnoy put out something on this, I believe, because they I think they had think a boost. Let's fill some airtime here, peeps. This whole this whole sports betting thing is starting to get a little, little twisted for me with these boosts and all that jazz. Like, Oh, I apologize. Uh, it has nothing to do with There's... that. The the uh, Barstool Sportsbook had an over under on the hot dogs eaten by Joey Chestnut, and they put a, they put out a statement saying because of the protester they they refunded everybody their money on it. Oh, that's nice of them. Because they're like, ah. Uh... What was their over under at though? I didn't know. I think as they... long as he hit over, he wasn't going to eat less hot dogs. Yeah, I mean, like, well, it definitely hit the under. Like it hit uh, the under hit, I got but you. I think they refunded everybody that bet on the over because you. of that whole deal. Well, because that's what I was going to say. If he hit the over, he hit the over. I mean, he's not going to eat less hot dogs because he didn't have to choke slam a protester in the middle of his eating. 
Oh boy. That brings us to the end of this episode that was chicken related. Chicken nugget uh eating contest will happen at some point. At some point. This is why you need to be a loyal listener and look forward to the surprise chicken nugget eating. I, I don't th- I think we're gonna have to put the hype train on this. I don't think this is gonna be a surprise. I think we're gonna have to yeah. totally build this up. Get so, pumped. Get pumped. But you have to hint, you have to be loyal the listener. Yeah. To know to know when it's gonna go down. Yeah. You have to yeah. follow us at Sports Drug Jim Muff on Instagram and Twitter. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere you find the traditional podcasts. Sports Stuff, W forward slash Jim Ambersand Muff on Facebook, on YouTube. Do all the things so that you can learn when this chicken nugget eating contest will happen. And until we get there, as we continue our preparations for football, football, football season, 64 days to NFL football. 54 days to college football. Yes. Get the word out. And to do that, you have to tell a friend, make a friend, be a friend. I know what